Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. Mo Brooks. Not to be confused with Mel Brooks, who is a friend of this show. Loved him. Great guest. Have him back anytime. Um, uh, Mo Brooks is a name you might not remember. There's lots of second-tier evil Republicans who were involved with the terrorist attack on our Capitol on January 6th of last year. Uh, Mo Brooks was one of the ones who helped arrange that violent mob to attack our Capitol in order to stop an electoral count that was in progress. While the mob searched the offices of congressmen, claiming they were going to injure them or kill them. A battle that sent 140 cops to the hospital and led to the death of two. Um, Mo Brooks was the one who got up on that stage, and, well, he, he, he got a little saucy. Here is Mo Brooks, just to refresh your memory, this freaking guy, January 6, 2021. The swamp has to offer while groveling at the feet and the knees of the special interest group masters. As such today is important in another way. Today is the day American patriots start taking down names and kicking ass. Okay, that guy, that guy's a lawyer. And he's talking that way at a Trump rally. And right after that speech, the mob went to the Capitol where they beat the holy hell out of cops. And this was terrorism. Terrorism is using violence or the threat of violence to make uh, civilians or governments change policies. So um, it's been a rough year and a half for Mo. He's been planning on running for the Senate in Alabama, but he's caught a bit of heat for his role in the terrorist attack on our Capitol. Um, actually, Eric Swalwell sued him. He got served with papers uh, as part of uh, the incitement lawsuit from Eric Swalwell. In a court filing, Mo Brooks said he couldn't possibly be sued for what he did on January 6th because he was just acting within his role in Congress, serving the president. This is all set up for what happened today, but trust me, it's worth it. So uh, Mo Brooks has been running, and he's had a tough time catching fire 
in Alabama's GOP primary for the Senate seat, even with Donald Trump's endorsement. He's been struggling of late. Possibly it's because the big lie that Donald Trump actually won the election and it was stolen from him, well, it hasn't gotten anywhere. As you guys know, despite many Republicans claiming there was widespread voter fraud, the swing states that are at the center of all these conspiracy theories have not seen, I mean, barely any actual voter fraud cases filed. Only 39, 39 voter fraud cases across the six key swing states. There have been, of course, 60 lawsuits thrown out of court, some with extreme prejudice. Uh, There have been very expensive recounts that went nowhere except in Arizona. It led to Joe Biden getting even more votes. And they're still demanding criminal cases tied to this election. And there's nothing left to do. There was not widespread fraud. It is impossible to have widespread uh, voter impersonation in this country. That's why we don't need these voter ID laws. So Mo Brooks has been struggling in the polls and in the credibility, and he's been sued for that. So last August, he was given one speech, and he was talking about um, how we have to move beyond this issue of 2020. It's not going to be a winner for us as Republicans. We've got to put it behind us, put it behind us, put it behind us. Well, guess who didn't like that kind of talk? The racist clown who used to host the Celebrity Apprentice program on, M- on, on NBC. Until NBC fired him because he was so damn racist. Uh, Trump has been publicly unhappy with Mo Brooks not carrying water and touting the big lie. A couple days ago, Trump said Mo Brooks was depressing. I'm disappointing, rather. He said he was disappointing and said he was actually considering endorsing somebody else. Now, this seems to have scared the hell out of Mo Brooks. So he put up an ad right away in his campaign for the Senate seat where he he not only uh, admits he was there on January 6th, he brags about it. Listen to Mo Brooks's quick 30-second ad. At 24 hours after Donald Trump called him disappointing, he releases this ad. America does not need any more weakling, cowering, wimpy Republican congressmen and senators. On January 6th, I proudly stood with President Trump in the fight against voter fraud. I'm running for the Senate because I'm tired of debt junkie, weak need, open border rhinos who sell out our conservative values. That's why President Trump endorses me and why Mitch McConnell opposes us. I'm Mo Brooks, and you better believe I approve this message. So at least, you know, he's still racist. He's still a liar. You know, I mean, how bad could it be? Well, cut to today. Donald Trump revoked his endorsement for Mo Brooks in the Alabama Senate primary claiming that uh, Mo went woke and made a horrible mistake by calling for people to get over Donald Trump's loss back August. He said it was very sad that Brooks, uh, who, who again helped organize the whole damn Stop the Steal rally that turned into a terrorist attack, uh, that he had decided to go in a different direction. And he blasted Brooks for telling the attendees at his rally last August that it wasn't rigged. Trump wrote today, the 2020 election was rigged and we can't let them get away with that. And he said that Brooks's unstoppable lead in the Senate race was stopped because of these comments he made several months ago, last August. Now, again, Mo Brooks has been such an obedient Trump flunky for years. He fought for Donald Trump against the Republican Party leaders on Capitol Hill the entire four years Trump was in the White House. He was on stage during Stop the Steal rally. He has lied for this man nonstop. Now, no more. Donald Trump cares about one thing, 
Donald Trump. And he had a number of candidates that he's endorsed that haven't done too well. It's got less to do with the fact that Mo Brooks is uh, saying, let's get beyond this lie, and more to do with the fact that Mo Brooks is not doing well in the polls. And Donald Trump needs to be seen as a kingmaker in the GOP, because if his candidates all win this November, then he is the leader of the party. Still, he gets the nomination. You see how it works? It's nothing personal. It's just business. Trump said, when I endorsed Mo Brooks, he took a 44-point lead and was unstoppable. Then he hired a new campaign staff who brilliantly convinced him to stop talking about the 2020 election. He listened to them, and then, according to the polls, Mo's 44-point lead totally evaporated, all based on his 2020 statement made at our massive rally in Cullman, Alabama. Brooks is trying to get Richard Shelby's seat, who's retiring. Uh, And again, you know, Rolling Stone did a whole article on him that he'd coordinated with the organizers of the January 6th rally. He said that wasn't true, but he's putting out these ads saying he's proud of it. And he said to Rolling Stone he'd be proud if his staff had helped organize that speech. (laughs) So um, Donald Trump unendorsed him and humiliated him. But Mo Brooks has vowed to continue his Senate run despite losing Donald Trump's endorsement. In fact, he's done more than that. He's now telling the truth that Donald Trump forced him to lie, and that Donald Trump deliberately wanted him to illegally throw the election. Here's Mo Brooks, taped a few hours ago, talking to a, talking to a journalist, where he pretty much gives away the entire plot. Did he directly tell you to fight to decertify the election, the 2020 election? He did not use the word decertify. He used the word rescind. Rescind. What did that mean to you? Well, I'm a lawyer. Resend means that you render it null and void. Do you guys have the power to do that in Congress? No. And then immediately remove Joe Biden. I guess that would be through impeachment? Through the rescission of the election results. Got it. And then he did he say that he wanted Congress to immediately put him back into the White House? Okay, you're using the word Congress. Yeah. My statement doesn't say Congress. We never got that far because I explained to the president that what he asked is legally impossible and it violates the United States Constitution, and I'm not going to do it. So how did he want you to put him back into the White House? Through a rescinding of the 2020 elections. And then he requested of you to create a new special election for the presidency. Well, that would be the natural follow-up to the rescinding of the election. Did he directly say that there should be a new special election for the presidency? Mm-hmm. In one of the conversations, he mentioned having a subsequent election for the presidency. And this was after this Labor Day? After September 1st of 2021. That's uh, Vaughn Hilliard, by the way, of NBC, doing that very excellent interview. So um, this is evidence. If we took crime seriously, this would be evidence. Mo Brooks said that Trump asked him in September of 2021 to rescind the 2020 election, remove Biden from office, and arrange for Trump to be president. Trump's scheme is the Republicans win the House and Senate this November. They impeach Biden, presumably, and then arrange for Donald Trump to be installed as president. It's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's the truth. And it's no time to praise Mo Brooks. 
because let's be honest here for a second. Um, even Bill Barr told Donald Trump to his face that the claims of the election were stolen were bullshit. We learned that from Bill Barr's book. And, and even though it's funny that Donald Trump withdraws an endorsement, which is as close as Donald Trump will ever come to saying he was wrong about something. But <laughs> Mo Brooks kept his mouth shut for over a year. He kept quiet about Donald Trump's request to steal democracy since last September until he fell out of favor with Trump. And once Trump was done with him and took away his endorsement, now Mo Brooks is going to be brave and stand up against treason, stand up for democracy. Folks, we cannot applaud Mo Brooks for speaking out more than a year after the election. And, and again, he's done nothing heroic. Not overthrowing the government is not a good thing. Overthrowing the government is a bad thing, but it's really easy to not overthrow the government. We don't need to praise you because you didn't commit treason. And guys, on a day when we've learned that Paula White Kane, remember her? She helped organize a new meeting at Mar-a-Lago last week between Trump and white evangelical Christian leaders, which is pretty clearly a sign that he is committed to keeping that coalition of revoltingly fake Christians intact and that he is planning on running again for 2024. So what's the takeaway? Well, I'll give you two of them. One is, this is another sign that I'm going to make my unpopular opinion, which is that I don't think Democrats should stop Trump from running for president in 2024. All these petitions, all these movements, how do we keep him off the ballot? How do we use his treason to keep him from being on the ballot? But guys, who do you want Joe Biden to face in 2024? Joe Biden will be 193 years old in 2024. And I got no problem with his age. He's an old man, but I don't mind having an old president. I don't like having really old Herbert Hoover ideas and economies as president. So Joe Biden's pretty young compared to the trickle-down economics he's facing. <laughs> Donald Trump is the weakest possible nominee for the Republican Party. I know what you're going to say. We thought this four years ago. We thought this before, and we were wrong, and indeed we were. But guys, Donald Trump is really, really selfish. He really only cares about himself, and he is going to try to tear the Republican Party apart if they're not obedient to him. Friends, Democrats, liberals, progressives, sane folk, let him. Do not get in Donald Trump's way. Let him tear the party to shreds. Let him sell out everyone. Like Mo Brooks, who was blindly obedient to him and don't think he won't, he will turn on Nikki Haley. He will turn on Tucker Carlson. He will turn on Lindsey Graham. He will turn on all of his obedient little cucks because <laughs> he only cares about himself. And so do all the Republicans that are latching on to Trump to try to advance their own political fortunes. Guys, I know it might sound crazy, but I'm a lot more scared of a Ron DeSantis or a Chris Christie taking on Joe Biden in 2024 than I am a weak Donald Trump who will do what he did the last time, turn out the vote against him. Guys, please. I know the Democrats may take a shellacking in 2022. I know. But if they do, that means it's going to be Trump in 2024. Let Kevin McCarthy, let Donald Trump completely fuck it all up. And the second thing I just want to say is, this is totally awkward for me because I'm BFFs with both of them, and now they're not friends anymore. In fact, Mo Brooks always had, always had, on his Twitter profile, endorsed by Donald Trump as part of his name, 
It said Mo endorsed by Donald Trump Brooks. Today, after his talk with Vaughn Hilliard, he's finally changed his Twitter profile to just plain old Mo Brooks. It's so weird because, like, again, I'm BFFs with both of them. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson. It's nice to be excited about the Supreme Court again. Here's a little bit of her earlier today explaining how her support for law enforcement, this is A1, can live side by side with her dedication to upholding the rights granted all of us, including the accused, by the Constitution. I grew up um, with family members who put their lives on the line. I understand the need for law enforcement, the importance of uh, having people who are willing to do that important work, the importance of holding people accountable for their criminal behavior. Um, I also, as a, a lawyer and a citizen, uh, believe very strongly in our Constitution and the rights that make us free. And what that means to me is an understanding that although we need accountability, although there is crime, we also have a society that ensures that people who have been accused of criminal behavior are treated fairly. The only problem with the hearings is that occasionally uh, Judge Jackson had to stop speaking and let racist Republican imbecile senators speak. This week has shown us not whether or not she deserves to be on the Supreme Court. It's shown us which Republican senators don't deserve to remain in the Senate. For more, let's go to the great Bob Seska of The Bob Seska Show, one of the most essential podcasts you can listen to. You Maybe you're a fan of Bob from Stephanie Miller's show. Maybe you're a fan from his excellent pieces of Daily Banter and Salon. We're thrilled to have him every hump day, Mr. Seska. It's so good to see you on Zoom. Welcome back. Hey, John. Yeah, it's fascinating watching these hearings because, you know, from where I'm sitting, this is this has got to be a gauntlet that every Supreme Court justice has to pass through. I think there should be scrutiny of our Supreme Court justices. I think they should have to go through, you know, pretty arduous vetting, pretty arduous confirmation hearings, you know, a, a solid round of uh, questioning that lasts however many days. But this is something else. What the Republicans are doing is they're screaming the N-word at uh, Judge Jackson. They have been for the last three days. Nothing but and they're not saying it, obviously. They're not even saying the N-word. They're Mm -hmm. saying they're using dog whistles. They're using coded language. And uh, it's got to be as a black woman, it's got to be immensely painful for her to have to sit there and and listen to what is so obvious, like throwback Lee Atwater Southern strategy dog whistling. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. You're right. I agree with everything you said. And yet 
there's so many women looking at her in that chair and knowing exactly how she feels. To have yeah. mediocre men in positions of power over you, bloviating to hear themselves talk, bloviating for their own self-aggrandizement, not for any other reason. I mean, Bob, three or four of these guys, if you count Hawley, are probably going to be running for president in two years. They're just doing their little audition videos. Lindsey Graham yeah. promised on Monday that these hearings won't be a circus. And by the time they wrapped up today, Lindsey Graham had literally stormed out of the room for two days in a row, throwing little hissy fits. <sighs> Sometimes yeah. they were over the slights of hearings that have passed already, very angry about how, uh, how, how Brett Kavanaugh was treated. Other times, um, just disgusting innuendo, started by Josh Hawley, about her experience with child-born cases. Yeah. Well, with Lindsey Graham, I, I'm surprised they can't just wheel his fainting couch into the judiciary room, the hearing room right there. So he doesn't have to leave the room to pass out at all of the, <laughs> at having to deal with a black woman who's going to be, a, you know, a Supreme Court justice invariably. I mean, that's the, the yeah. key to all of this. She is going to be confirmed. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she's going to be confirmed with Republican votes on the floor. Oh, yeah, she will. This will she happen. Will. Maybe not out of committee, but certainly on the floor of the Senate when the final vote occurs. And so this this isn't so much about drilling holes in her ability to do the job. As you said, this is Ted Cruz. This is Josh Hawley. This is the usual Lindsey Graham, all the usual suspects auditioning for 2024, making sure they've got the racist white vote lined up, ready to roll, because that's the only thing keeping the Republican Party afloat at this point. They need that demographic so desperately bad that they will do or say anything to hang on to the white sheet, white hood crowd. Yeah, And that's exactly you know, what I, they're doing now. I get what you're saying, Mr. Seska. I totally understand and I totally agree. And yet I still don't see the wisdom in this. I mean, yeah. I understand that most of these guys are only thinking about their next donation, their next fundraiser, their next packet of votes. They're not thinking about how they'll look in history books. Some of them are. There will be some mm -hmm. Republicans who realize they don't want to be that guy or that lady who voted against this justice who will serve for probably, what, 30 or 40 years when she's up there. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But, but it's incredible to me whenever I see a public figure like uh, Bill Barr or like uh, Mitch McConnell who just don't care about how bad they'll look in history books. And I, I let me, you know what? I, 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 let me play a little bit of Lindsey Graham here because I, I just, okay. he's going down the same misleading road these other very, very thirsty Republicans have done, berating Judge Jackson over her yeah. sentencing in child porn cases while suggesting that she's sympathetic to pedophiles. Before we play this, legal experts across the board have noted her sentences were pretty mainstream. And even conservative legal experts have said these attacks are disingenuous and, quote, meritless to the point of demagoguery. Here's a little bit of Lindsey Graham, who really, really doesn't like it when there's uh, people who are interfering with children, although he can't walk across the hall and tell off Matt Gates. Here's A3, Lady, Lady G, taking up Josh Hawley's questioning about her experience with child pornography cases. Senator, every person in all of these... Uh, charts and documents I sent to jail because I know how serious this crime is. Every person I discussed the harm of these terrible, terrible images to the victims who are portrayed in them. I talked about 
what this crime does to the children who are being abused in these photos and on the other side of their terms of imprisonment, I ensured that they were facing lengthy periods of supervision and restrictions on their computer use so they could not do this sort of thing again. That's what Congress has required of judges, and that's what I did in every case. Uh, You always were under the recommendation of the prosecutor, many times the parole people. And to be honest with you, Judge, a 32-year-old man who sent an image of his own 10-year-old daughter you substantially reduced the guide, uh, not only the guidelines, but the recommendation. And all I can say is that your view of how to deter child pornography is not my view. I think you're doing it wrong, and every judge who does what you're doing is making it easier for the children to be exploited. If you're on a computer right now looking at a kid in a sexually compromising situation and you get caught, I hope nobody gives you a break because you use the computer. Okay, Um, there's so much bullshit there, Bob. But I mean, this woman's been a judge for nearly a decade. She's got a very lengthy record. She was very prepared for this. And what I get here is the party of Putin is really Putining things up because they came (laughs) in here. They had their strategy. We're going to scorch earth on the child porn sentencing allegation. And even when it's clear this was not a good idea. The trucks aren't ready. The troops aren't ready. There's a resistance meeting us. He's, they're still going to march these child porn allegations into the field. It's monologuing for their own self-aggrandizement, and that's yeah. all. But because you mentioned racist, I want to ask uh, Kid Rock. Um, <laughs> you know, God. anytime my generation's Leonard Cohen is in the news, I always lean in. And uh, <laughs> God damn. Kid Rock sat down uh, with Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Uh, Tucker caught up yeah. with Kid. He caught up for an exclusive inside scoop with Kid. He, he, yes. he caught up with him for an exclusive inside scoop. That's what you do with big stars. Like you catch up with them, Bob, for an exclusive inside scoop. Uh, mm-hmm. And it wasn't hard to catch up with him because he was face down in the puddle of his own sick. Tucker may have saved his life. But um, Kid Rock, who, by the way, uh, hepatitis is terrified of catching him. Uh, I was just going to say that. Okay. He actually said, he actually said uh, that Donald Trump... Well, how do you put this politely? Turn to him for sage counsel on the matter of North Korea. Is that a fair yeah. way of describing what he said? Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if we believe what Kid Rock says, and I have no reason to distrust Kid Rock oh, yeah. when it comes to this particular story, because it sounds exactly like Donald Trump. Kid Rock is there at the White House. Donald Trump is holding court, trying to telegraph to all the people around him. Look, I'm pretending to be president. Look at me pretending to do this important stuff over here. And look at, oh, there's some important stuff over there that I'm pretending to do also. And Mm -hmm. so at one point he goes to a a series of maps and I can only imagine where these maps came from and whether they were uh, (laughs) TS uh, top secret uh, documents or what. I don't know what they're looking at. It was only to be viewed by the cabinet, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and anybody hanging around that table at Mar-a-Lago. Those were the only people who had access. A couple of Air Force. I can clarify this. Uh, They were- They were uh, placemats from Denny's with some crayons. There we go. Thank you. (laughs) Right. Kid Rock is the master of the word find. Um, (laughs) But yeah, they're so looking at they're looking at these maps and Donald Trump starts asking Kid Rock what he thinks Donald Trump should do with North Korea. What do we do about North Korea, Kid Rock? Yeah. And Kid Rock recounting this story to Tucker Carlson is like in full WTF mode. Like, what the fuck? Uh, why it's are true. you asking me? I am Kid Rock. 
To his credit, yes. To his credit, Kid Rock acknowledged how incredibly yes. fucking stupid this was before yes. saying how great Trump is. I mean, it's like they know how stupid he is when they spend time with him, but they know they can't come out and say that. Well, that's the, the great irony of this, John, is that Kid Rock is telling this harrowing story where the president of the United States is asking for foreign policy advice from Kid Rock and not oh, just yeah. on North Korea, but also on ISIS, by the way. I'm sorry. I know it's horrific, but it's hilarious every time you say it. It's just great. Yeah, it's unbelievable. So not only that, but Tucker Carlson, for his part, sat there and laughed his ass off the whole time. That uh, Amadeus, that Tom Hulse as Amadeus uh, laugh <laughs> the entire time. Fact, <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the exact yeah. laugh. And yeah. I, 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 I recreated that with a tape of Tucker Carlson's laugh on my podcast yesterday. It was a nice to see uh, Jimmy Kimmel talking about the same thing last yeah. night on his show. But uh, yeah, so Tucker Carlson's laughing. Kid Rock is just completely confounded as he's recounting this story. And yet neither of them will be shaken off of their fanboy support for Donald Trump after they sat there and talked about how this nincompoop so was cynical. asking this other nincompoop about what to do yeah. about the North Korean nincompoop. And they're so sitting there talking like, about how stupid he is, and they're laughing yeah. because the audience is not in on the joke. But That's they right. are. Their producers yeah. are. Um, yeah. Bob, with our remaining minutes, i got to ask you, uh, if Donald Trump was president, it'd be very different right now in Ukraine, wouldn't it? Because he'd be there giving Putin a pedicure on top of dead Ukrainian <laughs> bodies. Um, it'd be very right. different because Putin would have taken over last year. Uh, why are we still allowing this conversation to, to, to ferment when Donald Trump, we know what he would do. He would literally blackmail Zelensky and withhold yeah. approved weapons unless Zelensky agreed to lie and help him cheat in a presidential election. We know what he yeah. would do because he already did it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of the most atrocious bits of uh, revisionist history that I've ever heard. I mean, as if the four-year term of Donald Trump was 30 years ago and people are starting to get fuzzy on the details. This is just, it was felt like yesterday that he was president and mm -hmm. just bowing down to Vladimir Putin every chance he get. slow walk the implementation of sanctions to the point where Congress is like, what the fuck guys, we passed these sanctions. You're not implementing them. Why? What's going on here? Donald Trump didn't care. You know, he uh, sabotaged Ukraine, sabotaged Z Zelensky, trying to get, uh, you know, Zelensky to open an investigation in a Burisma, not just open investigation. He just wanted uh, Zelensky to merely pretend to or to say that's it. that he that's might it. have an investigation. No, there was no investigation. He wanted Zelensky yeah. to go on American CNN and announce mm -hmm. to American audiences that he the president of Ukraine was opening an investigation into Joe Biden. And the second the whistleblower report hit the press, Zelensky canceled yeah. his bizarre CNN interview because right. what president of a foreign country goes on American CNN to announce an investigation? He never wanted the investigation. You're so right, nope. Bob. He just wanted the announcement. And Trump only released those Javelin missiles, the anti-tank missiles to Ukraine after he got caught, after the yep, transcript hit the press, the no quid pro quo, quid pro quo transcript. You and your right? liberal facts. <laughs> Everyone that's needs right. to follow Bob and subscribe to the Bob Seska Show and follow him on the Twitters. Bob, you're the best in the world. I love that you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much, John. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. 
Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, here it is. Here's the moment. I want Theo's thoughts on this one. This is um, earlier tonight, Senator Cory Booker gave the kind of speeches we wanted to hear him give during his uh, presidential campaign. He's, he is a lovely guy. I've met him personally several times. Um, but this was truly from the heart. You can't see this, but while he's speaking, Judge Brown Jackson is wiping away tears. You got here how every black woman in America who's gotten anywhere has done. By being (laughs) like Ginger Rogers said, I did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. (laughs) And and so I'm just sitting here saying, nobody's stealing my joy. Nobody's going to make me angry, especially not people that are called in a conservative magazine demagogic for what they're bringing up that just doesn't hold water. I'm not going to let my joy be stolen because I know you and I, we appreciate something that we get that a lot of my colleagues don't. I know Tim Scott does. When I first came to this place, I was the fourth black person ever popularly elected to the United States Senate. And I still remember a lot of mixed people, white folks, black folks work here. But at night, when people are in line to come in to clean this place, the, the, the percentage of minorities shift a lot. And so I'm walking here, first week I'm here, and somebody who's been here for decades doing the urgent work of the Senate, but it's the unglamorous work that goes on no matter who's in offices. The guy comes up to me. All he wants to say, I can tell, is I'm so happy you're here. But he comes up and he can't get the words out. And this man, my elder, starts crying. And I, I just hugged him. And he just kept telling me, it is so good to see you here. It's so good to see you here. Thank- wow. Uh, Thea, are you there? That was just a, a very, very moving. Um, what did you think, Miss Harper? Were you watching today? Hey, hey. yes. Um, hey everyone, it's the associate producer, Thea Harper. She's finally <laughs> hanging out with us more on the air. Um, well, for me, uh, this moment was everything. I think I watched it like 10 times, if I'm being honest. Um, really? <laughs> no, I really know. That clip really, really uh, spoke to me. Um, you know, that was the exhale that Kentaji needed after all she has endured these last few days. Um, uh, Cory Booker is someone that can relate to Kentaji. He knows what it's like to be in a high power position and be one of the few black people. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he he pretty much said, I see you. You are supposed to be here. Uh, You know, don't let these people try and tell you otherwise. Black women are often are often questioned about our presence in the room. And oh, honestly, yeah. a lot of the times, Black women are the most qualified in the room. 
Uh, what he said was great. I believe he said that for Kantaji to to push through, but I also believe he said that for all black women. I agree. I agree. It was so moving. I, I thought you were just moved because you're a big Ginger Rogers fan. Um, but it's so amazingly <laughs> true. And what what we were saying the last two nights was just to watch this accomplished, brilliant woman have to sit there and take all of this mediocrity, all of this grandstanding by these empty suits. It, I, I bet there's so many women who who aren't necessarily African-American, who aren't necessarily in the legal field, who don't have come from the same background as Judge uh, Brown Jackson, but there's so many women out there watching her grace and her patience and her discretion at not saying what we can tell she's feeling as somebody. I mean, the racist baby thing from Ted Cruz. I think there's so many women out there who have had to deal with a mediocre, bloviating male in an office space like you do with Chris uh, and, and who are just feeling her frustration, feeling her energy and feeling her strength. Right. I mean, I think you could even tell with the pauses that she takes before she answers the questions. I feel like in her head, she's like thinking, well, that was really dumb. Um, yeah. but there was one yesterday where like she had a huge pause. I think it was the child porn thing where she had a huge, huge pause that just said everything. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the, the questions that they're asking are, are just to feed their base. To me, um, their questions are actually making her look great because, you know, they really have nothing to, to stop the confirmation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't understand the gameplay here, Thea. I'm trying to make sense of it. Like, are they trying to make all the ignorant racists at home support them? They've already got those votes locked up. I, I, I just don't see how long-term this is going to help any of them. And some of them will vote for her. There's a good chance Lindsey Graham will vote for her because he'll realize how stupid he's behaved. I think Romney might vote for her. He should. Uh, maybe Murkowski, she's, she's likely to vote. But she will get Republican votes, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just um, just just everything that she has been um, going through these last couple of days. Um, I just I just really, really love what Cory Booker had to say, you know, feel how, um, you know, you want to feel uh, about him. He's, he could be a lot. He's over the top, whatever. Um, but he's necessary because we often see um like we like we have been seeing, um, you know, black women disrespected and undermined. Um, but what but what he did in that moment was uplift a black woman. So I'm so just true. glad that we all uh, got to witness that. So totally true. And as one of the mediocre white men you have to deal with in the workplace, <laughs> I admire the grace and restraint you have against me. I, I want to put that out there. Mm -hmm.